morning uh, and welcome to worship this morning. Thanks so much for joining us from wherever you are. My name is Nicholas Gonzalez and I'm the associate pastor here at St. Andrew. And I pray a blessing on your worship as we celebrate on this wonderful Pentecost Sunday. And as we begin, we hear the words from Acts chapter 2. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. And suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit. And we also hear the words from Psalm 104. How manifold are your works, O Lord! In wisdom you have made them all. You send forth your Spirit and renew the face of the earth. May the glory of the Lord endure forever. We begin in the name of our triune God, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
Together, church, as we confess our sins before God, we do so using the words from Psalm 51. Let us pray. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love. According to your abundant mercy, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all of my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and put a new and right spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and sustain in me a willing spirit. O Lord, open my lips and my mouth will declare your praise. Amen. Almighty God in his mercy has given his son to die for you and for his sake forgives you all of your sins. As a called and ordained servant of Jesus Christ, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all of your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
As we celebrate Pentecost, together we confess our faith in the Holy Spirit using the words from Martin Luther's explanation of the Apostles' Creed, the third article. I believe that I cannot by my own reason or strength believe in Jesus Christ my Lord or come to him. But the Holy Spirit has called me by the gospel, enlightened me with his gifts, and sanctified and kept me in the true faith. In the same way he calls, gathers, enlightens, and sanctifies the whole Christian church on earth and keeps it with Jesus Christ in the one true faith. In this Christian church, he daily and richly forgives all of my sins and the sins of all believers. On the last day, he will raise me and all the dead and give eternal life to me and all believers in Christ. This is most certainly true. Hi everyone! Boy, is it getting warm outside. Summer is quickly approaching, which means many of us will be using fans. Let's turn this one on. Do you see air coming out of the fan? I don't, so how do we know the air is moving? I can't see the air, but I can see that it is blowing my ribbon. I can hear the fan blowing the air out, and I can feel its power when I put my hands up to it. I can't see the air, but I know it is moving. Today, we celebrate Pentecost. On the day of Pentecost, God sent the Holy Spirit to help Jesus' followers teach others about Him. His followers couldn't see the Holy Spirit, but they could feel and hear its power. Just like God sent the Spirit on the day of Pentecost, He sends it to us in our baptism. We can't see it, but we can feel it when we feel God's love. We can see the Holy Spirit at work when we worship, pray, and serve others. We experience its power and see the effect it has on our lives. The Holy Spirit will always be with you to help, teach, and guide you. Let's fold our hands, bow our heads, and say a prayer. Dear God, thank you for your gift of the Holy Spirit. Help us to remember that even though we can't see you, you are with us to help, teach, and guide us. We love you so much. In your name we pray, amen. Our reading on this Pentecost Sunday comes from the Gospel of John, the 20th chapter. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. This is the word of the Lord. Every year on the first Sunday after Easter, or I should say more appropriately, the second Sunday in the season of Easter, it's our tradition to read the passage that you heard once again today from the 20th chapter of the Gospel of John in which the risen Christ appears to his followers on the evening of Easter behind closed doors. And then if you read a little bit further on in chapter 20, you'll find that he does it again one week later in a place where they were locked up in fear and where he reveals his life-giving, love-giving conquering presence to them. 
Well, if you're sitting there thinking to yourself, why is he still preaching about Easter when we're supposed to be celebrating the coming of the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost? There are two parts to my answer to that question, both of which make me very glad to revisit a passage from Easter on a very different Pentecost. And the first part has to do with the fact that unlike the followers of Jesus who were huddled behind those closed doors on the evening of Easter and even a week later, you and I have been huddled behind closed doors for the entire season of Easter all the way to and including this day of Pentecost because the doors have been closed to stores and to schools and to places of business and even churches like this not for fear of people who are out to get us because we're followers of Jesus, but of a virus that has an effect and can infect people of every nation and every faith. And so if ever there was a year for us to identify with the people of John chapter 20, I think this is probably the year. But what's great about this passage from Easter, but now for Pentecost, is that it reminds us that our Jesus always comes through for us to meet us wherever we are and however we feel, even behind closed doors, even in moments of fear, as well as moments of joy or perhaps moments of doubt. And in those moments on Easter and even a week after, somewhere in the city of Jerusalem, John tells us that Jesus does two things and he says two things. The first thing that he does is he shows his followers his wounded hands and his side so that they would know that this really was the one who suffered for them, the one who died for them, and they weren't just seeing a ghost. The second thing John says that he does is he breathes on them, which I'll talk more about in a minute. The two things that he says to them are, peace be with you. And then he says, receive the Holy Spirit, which is the other part of my answer and the other reason why I think this passage works very well on this day of Pentecost and in a year like this one. Well, as you heard a moment ago in that most excellent children's message today, the Holy Spirit is the presence of God, which you cannot see with your eyes but you know it's there because you can experience its power. And what you can see are the effects that it has on all creation, on a living church, and all people who bear the name of Jesus. And as many of you know, I like to say this every single year on Pentecost, and I'm going to say it again this year too, that the word for spirit in the Greek New Testament is the word pneuma which means breath or wind. So that when you have pneumonia, you are out of breath. And even though Pentecost takes place 50 days after Easter, at the end of what we call the Easter season, and we learn about it in the book of Acts, which Pastor Nick used to open our service today, and it includes the outpouring of the Spirit and the baptism of 3,000 people and what we call the birth of the church. The fact of the matter is 
that the day of Pentecost was not the Spirit's world premiere. The Holy Spirit was always with us, and it still is. Every time a life is changed by the presence and the power of Jesus, which helps us to live every moment of every day, no matter where we are and no matter how we feel in a whole new way. You know, we like to say this to each other all the time when we're not together with each other physically, and we say, I'll be with you in spirit, because it's possible to experience another one's presence even when you can't see them with your own two eyes. And so we say it to each other because we have a relationship with, with each other. We're in our hearts. I belong to you. You belong to me. And we are together in the spirit of Jesus. There's a lot of that going on right now because there are a lot of doors that are still closed. But today we give thanks because what John is saying to us in chapter 20 is that when Jesus found his followers in that place, behind closed doors, locked up in fear, what he was really saying to them was receive the Holy Spirit as he breathes on them. To say to them, I am always with you and I live in you. My life is now in your life so that you can know my presence even when you can't see me or my wounds with your own two eyes. And so today we give thanks to God for the one who came through on the day of Easter for the one who came through in his spirit on the day of Pentecost, for the one who still comes through to you and me, no matter where we are or how we feel, so that we might know his conquering, life-giving love, even behind closed doors. And so when you hear the words that your sins are forgiven by the blood of the lamb and you trust in that, well then, the spirit is working in you. When you read or you listen to the word of God and language or in song and it lifts you up it comforts you it enlivens you it helps you to go on that is the spirit working in your life if you are longing for that time when you can come back into this house where his glory dwells where you can gather once again at his table of grace with your sisters and brothers in christ because you've come to realize just how important that is to you well that is the spirit it's the breath of God and it's working in your life, even during our Eucharistic fasting. When you give, when you serve, when you pray, when you comfort somebody or you experience their comfort in your life, that's the spirit. Week before last, Pastor Nick and I and the members of our preschool staff celebrated a goodbye drive-by for our preschool graduates where they drove by, or at least their parents drove by with them in their cars. And from a distance, we waved at them and we blessed them, but they also blessed us with signs hanging from their cars that said things like, thank you and we love you. And I, I know the breath of God was all over that. I've also heard, and you have too, from many people who have experienced the unique pain of having somebody that they love enter into the hospital or even pass away from this life without the presence 
of loved ones by their side because even the doors of the hospital are closed. And while I don't minimize that pain, not for one little bit because I've even experienced it myself, I can say to you with absolute assurance that no one baptized in Christ, no one who has received the Holy Spirit by the grace of God is ever going to die completely alone, no matter how it looks. Because His Spirit is what gives peace to you and to me, which comes to us by the presence of the risen Christ and the power of His wounded hands in the glory of His Spirit even behind closed doors. You know, if there is one word, and only one word that you knew in the native language of Hawaii, that one word would probably be the word aloha. Aloha is a word that can mean hello, it can mean goodbye, it's a word that expresses love and affection always. What you may or may not know is that the word aloha is actually a combination of two words, alo, which means presence, and ha, which means breath. And so when you put them together, aloha is the presence of breath, or you might say it's the breath of life. In fact, we're told that native Hawaiians were and still are sometimes so close to each other, so connected to each other, that they don't even say the word when they greet each other. They just experience its power when they will put their hand behind the neck of the other, they will touch their foreheads together, and they will simply breathe. That's aloha. That is numa. It is, we believe, the breath of God in our love for one another. In fact, we're also told that when Christian missionaries first went to Hawaii, they weren't very effective because when they tried to greet people, they offered their hands in a handshake. And so the native Hawaiians would look at the missionaries and call them haoli, meaning without breath until they finally experienced aloha and got it right and went forward as they were sent by God to bring the good news of Jesus Christ. Well, here we are on the day of Pentecost. We can't breathe on each other. We can't even shake hands with each other. But what we do have and what we will always have is the Holy Spirit of the risen Christ, the pneuma the breath of God, his life in your life, so that you can know that your Savior, your Jesus, is always with you, no matter where you go, no matter where you are, no matter how you feel, even behind closed doors. And with that, I close on this day of Pentecost, except, of course, to say to you, aloha, Receive the Holy Spirit and may his peace be with you. As we bless the Lord at all times, wherever we are and however we feel, for his mercy is great and he is with us even behind closed doors until by grace 
and by love and by the blessing of the risen Lord, we worship together again, face to face. God bless you. Have a great Pentecost in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
Together, church, we join our hearts and minds in prayer as we pray for the church, the world, and for all of creation, trusting in God to hear us when we call. Almighty God, grant to us your Holy Spirit, the Comforter, whom you have promised that we and all who call upon his name shall be saved. Help us to treasure in our hearts your mercy and grace, and keep us steadfast in our faith each and every day. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord God, you are holy, and there is none like you in all the earth. By the power of your Holy Spirit, help us to grow in our faith, and give us wisdom to share that faith with those who do not know you. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Gracious God, you are the great physician and the Lord of life. Be with those who are suffering from illness and ailments of body and soul. Give them strength to persevere during these times and heal them according to your will. Watch over their families and provide them comfort as they cling to you. And Lord, we also lift up all those who continue to love and serve their neighbor as first responders and workers of all kinds and all places. Allow them to have comfort knowing that you are watching over them and protecting them just as you promise. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Almighty God, you are the God of all people. On this day, we ask for healing and peace for our brothers and sisters in Minnesota. By the power of your Holy Spirit, drive out the hatred and injustice in our world. Give comfort to those who mourn and are suffering because of the evil in this world. And help us to carry out your mission of loving our neighbor and uniting people of every race and every nation so that when your glory is revealed, all flesh shall see it together, just as you have promised. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord God, your power is made perfect in our weakness. Your mercy and love are unending, and your grace is sufficient for us always. Grant that by the power of your Holy Spirit, our hearts and minds are transformed to be more like Jesus, who not only heals our flesh, but restores our soul. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, into your hands we commit all for who and for what we pray, trusting in you always, as together we pray the family prayer of the church. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Receive this blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his everlasting peace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace and serve the Lord.